0: Hey guys, this is Kat from Redeemed LA, and we are back um, with our podcast, The Encounter. Um, I'm here with Danny, I'm here with Dev, and I'm here with Shaylee. And today we will be talking about um, the topic suicide for our new series, Mental Health, which is very, very important for every one of us because even when you're not struggling, maybe the person next to you can be struggling with this. Uh, maybe you can be like that that fountain that can be, like, that extra help to them. And we see many examples in the Bible, like Job and Elijah, who were suicidal and, you know, asked God to take their lives away. And sometimes we find ourselves in these positions. Sometimes we don't, but it's always good to learn about it and how to get out of it. Um, so let's dive in.
1: I agree. Uh, I, think, I think we have to understand also that uh, um, sadness is not, al- not always um, bad. Um, there's a first in the Bible. I was trying to look for it, but I couldn't look for it. There it says that uh, the sorrow, the sorrow from God, leads you to life and leads you to better, leads you to better yourself. But the sorrow from this world leads you to death. So we have to understand that uh, we have to. um I guess uh, how, how can I say this? Like uh, put put our sadness in check and uh, control our sadness because I feel like at some point everybody gets sad. You know what I mean? Like something doesn't happen you know some guy doesn't come through or something some girl doesn't come through you get sad but the way you you face that adversity is very important because sadness is not always to go to the point of death for example and let's let's just let's just ignore the the the, what's it called the the part of like the fact that he who kills himself uh uh doesn't reach the kingdom of heaven that's that i don't i don't want to reach that what i want to do is i want to reach an understanding of why what gets us there for example we can see in the story of of jesus that the person who sold them judas sold them for uh 30 pieces of silver and instead of repenting Instead of coming back to God, because if you guys notice, almost all the apostles had the same, uh, how do I say, this temptation of selling him, selling him out. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming back and saying, you know what, I made a mistake, which I think he would have reached grace, he would have reached mercy. He ends up hanging himself by himself in the place that he bought with his money. Meaning, with his own treachery, he's with his own sin. We can say, with his own iniquity, he ends up hanging himself. So he ended up, um, how to say, he ended up gaining what he wanted, and yet dying on it. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm, 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 I'm making a little bit of sense, but I, I, we need to understand that that just because we, just because we are sad about something. And we were just talking about this uh, the last podcast. Is not, not to get to a point where we want to lose our life. Because I think, I think in the Bible, it happens that even Jesus was scared. Mm-hmm. Even Jesus was sad. Even mm-hmm. Jesus got to the point that, you know, <sighs> he was like, okay, dude, like, I need to figure out what am I going to do. And what did God tell him? He said, no, you're going to go through this, and you will die. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. knew that was his end, and yet... He no. did, he still through went it. through the process. So, uh, just so you understand that, that sadness is, is is the thing that God gives us. If there's a part of sadness that God gives us, we can come back. And then the one that the world gives us is the one to put us straight into death. So, we must be careful. We must, uh, uh understand that it's not uh it's which one we have go ahead
0: and i think the most like craziest thing about this is that um we see these these people in the bible and they were like all known to be servants of the lord they did the lord's work and you would think like why are these men or even like yeah men like going through these stuff when they know who number one who god is how powerful he is um but sometimes we can find ourselves in that position as well because um if we look at a story this man was somebody who trusted so much in the lord he was like a he i i love the story about him when he goes to um uh, a place called sarafet Sar- and there's a widow there and he himself um he with the power of god he resurrects um uh, her child right. because he dies. And it says in the Bible that he was crying to the Lord, like, please, why are you doing this? Don't take his life away. And then you think of it like, Oh, he's pleading for another kid's life. And then when it was his time, he was just like, God, please take my life. And it's like, okay, so the role switched. And, and that's, that's super crazy because you would think like all the things that he did with the Lord's help, you would think like, Oh, they don't go through that, but they did because in first Kings 19, four, um, we see that he, there was a drought, and then there was no more drought because water came. And then after, fire descended from the heavens. And that was something that the Lord, you know, allowed to happen because through through um, through um Elijah, right? And you would think, like, wow, like, this man did so many achievements. Why is he doing this? And, you know, I see this as, like, a mountain. You know, when you literally look at a mountain, you see it's, like, a high end, and then you go down to a valley. And then you go high up again, and then into a valley. And in and, and this, like, time when he was doing all these, like, wonderful things, things um not by his strength but by the lord's strength of course he was he was going to the mountaintop and then after that you know um the woman comes and tells him something he gets scared and then he goes hides right into this like rock and then again he falls into that valley and you may think like okay maybe i get super tired of doing all these wonderful things i hit rock bottom and this is like it for me but there's like a god always like consoles you in like the most wonderful times in time and out of time as well even when you don't think you need it he's always there because you know where he was the lord made like a branch just like reach out over him and like give him shade right and he knew he was tired he vented to the lord like i'm tired you know and i think the beautiful thing about this is that we find ourselves in that tired state and we think like okay i am tired god gives me rest and yes amen he does do that but you have to understand when rest is enough because when you rest for too long you're gonna dwell in, in your feelings you're gonna dwell in emotions that is gonna make you number one lazy and i'm not talking about physical because physical anybody can get lazy but spiritually you can get lazy as well meaning that you won't seek for god you will dwell in your sadness and and this is what he was doing right but this is when the lord comes and he sends an angel and this angel gives him food he gives him water and he's like okay rest a little bit and then get back up almost like here i'm giving you a little bit of my cariño but after that please like get up like this is not your end time like your purpose has not been yet fulfilled and the one the bible says that the one who gives life is god and the one who takes away life is god as well so the time of our lives is not in our hands but in the lord's hands and you may think like oh i have so many i've done so many things why do i feel this way but realize like It's a process, right? And you have to get out of this as well with the Lord's help and trust in him all the time.
2: Yeah, And you know, Kathy, this uh, reminds me Philippians 4 eight. it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Lord reminds us this because if, like you were saying, right, like, hey, there's a time for you, um, whereas uh, Ecclesiastes, there's a time to be sad and there, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. There's time for everything. So yes, sure do that, but also put your mind on the things that are good, right? Yeah. If we focus so much on the evil and on the bad of this world, guys, we're all gonna end up depressed. We're all gonna end up in this state of uh, suicidal, because what is there to live for? Mm -hmm. But instead of what we think uh, is the things that are great, how God's mercy is in our life, even though everything that we suffer, guys, we deserve more than that. We deserve death. Yeah, because the wages of sin are death. But instead, what we get is God's grace and a little suffering while we're here, Mm -hmm. figuring it out. Right. If we start to think and if we change our mindset, we leave behind our human mind and we put on the mind of Christ. Then that is when things become uh, start to change. And that's kind of what happened to Elijah. Right. Like he went into his manly thoughts. He had just been like greatness, awesomeness. Right. And he goes into his manly thoughts and all of a sudden crushed. He, he starts, his emotions crush him. And it reminds me of Proverbs 17:22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So when you start to feel like the sorrow and all of this, it dries up the spirit inside of you. So what should we do? We should remain positive. We should not like, oh, yes, I'm so happy all these bad things are happening. But no, I see that these things are happening to me for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it will lead somewhere. And I am... Um, anxious to see Mm -hmm. the victory because all things work together for the good for those who love the lord
0: yeah and and literally in the story it says that he it says first kings nineteen four. but he himself went to a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree meaning what that he he went and chose to be by himself he went and chose to want to you know be sad and you know ask the lord to do this and we find ourselves doing the same thing as well like it's not we We tend to like blame God and be like, why did the circumstances, why are the circumstances the way that they are in my life? But really, it's we who put ourselves out there. And I really think that nowadays social media is really big. And let's say you're feeling sad and then you go on TikTok and then what a coincidence that whatever you're feeling is on your feed. And you're like, oh my goodness, this is a confirmation, you know? And I'm not even exaggerating because it happens to me too. I'm like, wow, this is like, like, wow, yeah, for (laughs) you, Page, exactly. And, And it's really like not not the lord but really it's our mind like you were just saying and in first peter 5 7 to a it says casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you be sober minded be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour you and this speaks a lot because just like we have a god who is for the good there's also a being who is on the dark side who watches every step that you do knows your weaknesses and knows that if you are in a state where you are weak and you show it and you're vulnerable and open to it he's gonna come and attack you in that moment so you always be like be sober minded, meaning like wake up, be attentive, not to what's physically around you, but spiritually like, OK, I need to know what I what I struggle with, what my parents struggled with uh, receptors in my life cycles. I can come up and wake up again.
2: you know, Kathy, we're tempted by our own desires. Like, the the enemy knows exactly what it is. So if you struggle with sadness and you struggle with feeling uh, not enough or whatever it is that causes your sadness, guys, sometimes people go through um, life events that are really traumatic that we can't even begin to imagine what they feel like. Uh, Maybe we can, like, sympathize and we can be like, oh, man, like, I feel for you. But do we really? No, we can't because we all experience life uh, in a different light. And there's things, guys, that, wow, it's like, okay, yeah, you... Can cry go ahead do your thing mama you know or papa <laughs> uh whatever it is that um that hurt you but the, the thing that um, gives us hope is that in, in God all things are made new so um, well the things of where, uh, the things of yesterday are no longer and I, I really love this verse which I'm going to read to you guys because I never stop reading to you guys Proverbs 4 18 but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn which shines brighter and brighter into a full day the way of the wicked is like deep darkness they do not know over what they stumble my son be attentive to my words incline your ear to my sayings let them not escape from your sight keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh keep your heart with all vigilance from for from it flow the springs of life and i love that one uh, for they are life for those who find them so if you are feeling dead inside look look for the the word of god you know listen to the words of god that he has left and be attentive to them don't let them escape your vision Focus completely on them. And by doing this, it becomes a life. And not only that, it heals your flesh. So not only is God offering uh, life and saying like, hey, here there's brightness, here there's life. He's saying, I'm offering you healing and I'm offering you life, which is all renewed and which is what I'm saying, right? God makes all things new. In Colossians
3: 3, 1 and 2, it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on the things that are above and not on the things of the earth. If we are dwelling on the thoughts that the devil is throwing at us, that if we're, that, oh, he's telling us that you are alone, you have no one, you are not worth it, nobody cares about you, and filling your mind with these things, we are, we need to set apart our minds of these things and think of the Christ like things and when we do this we are finally experiencing the true joy of what the father wants to have for us so all the fear of the weight of your sin and discouragement you that you are facing Put it on the Lord, and the Holy Spirit will make you new, like how Deborah was saying. Your old man looks at the things of the world, but the new man in Christ looks for the Father. So you have to look for the Father and not dwell in these things. You have to be careful with the influences that are around you as well. In reality, we never are. are we never know how much our what our surroundings actually influence us, or how much we are, we are influenced by. Like. The, by simply as the things we watch, the things we read, or the things we're even listening to and not even trying to listen to. Um, the music, the shows around us, in Proverbs thirteen twenty, it says, whoever walks with wise people will be wise. But for whoever associates with fools will suffer. Whoever you su- you surround yourself with the most who influences us will have a high effect on us. No matter what you say like, oh no, nah, nah, nobody influences me. No, yes they do. If you are not careful, if your closest friends or family are people who are not fearing God or who are not walking with glo- with God or leading you to the path of God, then that will cause you to fall out of God. You will no longer have a relationship with him um godly friends make a positive pressure pressure on on you to act more godly but ungodly friends or influences will make a negative pressure on another for you to keep doing wrong
0: I love how your verse says the right hand of God, um, because we underestimate this and we don't really like <laughs> seek it. We really think like, oh, it's just the right hand. You get me? But I I've, I've been meditating what like the right hand means, and it means justice, power, victory, and a ruling scepter of authority. And and it's not an author of a scepter of authority of thinking like, oh, I rule over my authorities here at church or my parents. No, it's a <laughs> scepter of authority through the spiritual realm. Meaning like, okay, you understand that you're in like this phase of thinking like, okay, I don't, I, I have so many problems i have so many things that are leading me to want to take my own life and that can be a very dangerous game and to god it's like no my child please don't do that while the other spiritual realm that is against the lord is saying like no do this you know like go 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 but knowing that the right hand of god gives you strength it gives you power to overcome this is what you like really should grab on and hope onto because this authority this scepter that you have is way powerful than the ones that are trying to control you and like and say like do it do it do it when no negative i'm gonna be victorious after this battle i'm gonna be powerful after this battle i'm gonna be uh justice I, uh, I just said justice Adjust. yeah like there's going to be justice in this situation right like it's not going to it's not going to happen because I know that the one who's with me is bigger than the ones who are trying to throw darts at me
3: and you know in deuteronomy 3.16 it says be strong and courageous don't tremble don't be afraid of them the lord your god is the one who is going with you and he won't abandon you or leave you and you know what um what I tend to think is Whenever you're feeling the suicidal thoughts, whenever you're feeling alone, go to the Lord and you will find perfect love in him. And perfect love ca- casts out all fear, casts out mm-hmm. all bad. That's all those badly thoughts. In 1 John 4:18, it says, no fear exists where his love is. Rather, perfect love gets rid of the fear because fear involves punishment. The person who lives in fear doesn't have perfect love. We tend to listen too much of what the devil is throwing at us and it's the devil's benefit. Like Kathy was saying, how he is a roaring lion, a lion trying to find the prey and any little thing, any any a spirit of cowardice we have, we have to cast that out because God didn't give us that type of spirit. He gave us a spirit of power. Mm-hmm. And to... In 2 Timothy 1 7, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and the sound of judgment and personal discipline, abilities to result in a calm well-balanced mind of self-control when you are fearing you are permitting the devil to disarm you and to take control over your heart but don't do that find god and
2: find that perfect love and you know shayla i think this ties perfectly in with what you were saying before which is what i wanted to touch on is who you surround yourself with because for example um if i am close to let's say you right and i see a change in your demeanor you're sad. You don't want to talk to anyone because uh, suicidal thoughts are very rarely hid well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can see somebody's sadness so clearly. I think if you're surrounded by people who are also suicidal, who are also sad, what do you guys think it's going to happen? Bad company corrupts. Good moral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good morals. Period. Right. So, what I think is important is that you do find people who are godly and standing firm. You know, people who have built their foundation on the rock that is Christ, so that when these um Maybe your rock is on the, I mean, maybe your house is on the sand right now. So when the winds come and the waves come, you're out of a house. But your friend whose house is on the rock can take you in and give you shelter and say, hey, you can build your house next to mine. Let me help you. Let me teach you. And I think it's really important that as as people uh, who, declare themselves godly uh, and i i want to believe that we are godly uh, guys that we learn to treat these people with kindness uh you know when somebody comes to you and they're telling you i'm experiencing suicidal thoughts you don't think like oh you're just being a baby be quiet uh, because we all feel different ways and maybe their problem uh, to you is so small and tiny uh, but to them it's their whole world you know so i think it's uh, to treat each other with kindness uh, and i want to share probably twelve twenty five: anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down but a good word makes him glad one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor but the way of the wicked leads them astray so i think uh, god also leaves it like in our hands to be you know his hands his feet his voice and we should act accordingly when we see our brother and sister in need and even if anybody who's listening right now uh feels this way feels like their life is not worth living uh, you know i'm here to tell you that the lord jesus christ paid a price for you on the cross that nobody else would be willing to pay because you were sinful and you didn't deserve to, uh, to, you know, spread that uh, blood or uh, it's not spread. It's um, shed. shed. Thank you. Shed that blood. But still, he did it because he loved you so much. So if anything keeps you hold, it uh, keeps you, you know, holding on is that Jesus Christ loves you and that anything in your life is just it's just a pit stop we're going towards eternal glory and that there will be no more tears no more fear uh no more pain everything will be made new and we will live in eternal glory with him which is what we're all going for um yeah you know who i think of
3: when when we're talking about suicide or not just a suicide but when someone gets uh, really sad and pleads to the lord like god why are you doing this How how long must I suffer? It reminds me of David in Psalms 13, 1 to 6, where, um, bear with me a little bit. But But he's saying, how long will you forget me, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you refuse to accept me? How long must I wonder if you have forgotten me? How long must I feel this sadness in my heart? How long will my enemy win against me? But what I love about David here is that he goes straight Um, after saying this to the Lord, praying to the Lord about this, he trusted in the Lord after. Continuing on with the verse, it says, Lord, my God, look at me and give me an answer. So he trusted in the Lord and he waited for his response. And then he says, make me feel strong again, because David knew that there is no way out without having the Lord right with you. It says to continue or I will die. If this happens, my enemy will say I beat him. He will be so happy that he won. But I trust in your faithful love, Lord. I will be happy when you save me. Then I will sing to the Lord because he was so good to me. It's easier said said than done saying that, oh, if you're sad, just be happy. No, there is a process in it. But the only process you can complete or you can actually be happy is if you go to the Lord. Go ahead, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. I I, w- I just wanted to read. I know it, it's a lot, but it's uh, Ecclesiastes two seventeen, um, and, and I think it's, it's it's so incredible because we feel this way. And I, I I think it's I'm just gonna read it to you guys. This made me hate life. Uh, or actually, let me start from sixteen. Whether people are wise or foolish, they will still die, and no one will remember either one of them forever. In the future, people will forget everything both of them did. So the two are really the same. This made me hate life. It was depressing to think that everything in this life is use useless like trying to catch the wind. I began to hate all the hard work I had done because I saw that people who live after me would get the things that I worked for. I will not be able to take them with me. Some other person will control control everything I worked and studied for, and I don't know if that person will be wise or foolish. This is also senseless. So I became sad about all the work I had done. People can work hard using all their wisdom and knowledge and skill, but they will die. And other people will get the things they worked for. They did not do the work, but they will get everything. That makes me sad. It is also not fair and it is senseless. And what do people really have after all their work and struggling in this life? Throughout their life, they have pain, frustrations, and hard work. Even at night, a person's mind does not rest. This is also senseless. There is no one who has tried to enjoy life more than I have. And this is what I learned. The best thing people can do is eat, drink, and enjoy the work they must do. I also saw that this comes from God. If people do good and please God, he will give them wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But those who sin will get only the work of gathering and carrying things. God takes from the bad person and gives to the good person. But all this work is useless. It's like trying to catch the wind. And like, Wow. This dude is completely just... Depressed. He's mm-hmm. like, everything is useless. Nothing is worth having. What is the point of it all? But if you realize, everything he's talking about is earthly. All he's thinking about is earthly rewards. Mm-hmm. What I work for, what I study for, everything is me, 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 me. And the Bible calls us to do completely the opposite. Them. How can we make life for them better? What can I do to con- uh, c- keep the unity that the Lord has asked me to keep? Everything is about doing for another. And we even see this in Jesus. What was Jesus thinking? Me, 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 me never he was always thinking about how to please an other how to make someone feel important how to have someone be healed how to help someone with their pain and that is what this guy is missing here he doesn't understand that it's not about the things on the world it's not about the things that there's nothing you guys can take in heaven all of the treasures uh, and there's a verse in the bible that says that all of the treasures here on earth can be eaten by moths mm. I, but the treasures up in heaven those cannot be corrupted no. those cannot cannot grow rust they cannot be eaten by moths nothing cuz that is the treasure that we're really going for so yes when life feels like it's useless it feels like it's trying to catch the it's, it feels like oh life is like trying to catch the wind yeah it's true it is because you're thinking about the earthly stuff but place your thoughts on the thoughts of the things above place your thoughts on the on the beautiful uh, recompense i can't think
0: reward
2: reward that you will have in heaven which I think is what makes life even worth living.
0: Yeah. I think, um, well, not think, but literally relating to what you're saying is that how we always think about, like, the the rewards here in in, in on Earth. Um, you would think, like, just because I need this type of thing or I need this problem solved, it's going to all be gone. I'm not going to have those desires. But um, realizing that the rewards that are spiritual are even better than the ones that are physical because... Um, I've had friends who actually have, who have had suicidal thoughts, and every time they would, like, try to make a plan of how to get better, they would be like, oh, maybe I just need to move out of state, maybe I just need to go be by myself, and really just gather my thoughts, and, and, and to me, when I, when I would think that, I would, like, try to, like, help them out, and say, like, it's not, it's not really, like, um, what you want to do or what you decide or the environment that you're in but really like your spiritual environment because God is greater. God is greater than the place that you're in. If you think Uh God can provide um, in the place that you're in what makes you think he can't do it in some place else? Like where you are now he's gonna provide he's gonna provide that happiness that, um, that whole of feeling Um, not feeling like these suicidal thoughts or or depression, deep depression. Um, Wherever you are, he provides all the time. And in Deuteronomy 30, 15 and on, um, it talks about the choice of life and death. And it says like wherever you are, the possessions are going to be given to you, right? So I'm going to read it to you. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, That I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes, statutes, statutes Statutes and his rules. Then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. So it's almost like you have no hope. But where you are, you don't need to move from there. God makes wonders work wherever you are so it's not like i need to go find i need to like do problem solving and move out of state or find friends that can love me way better and friends that can guide me when it's really not not that point but really like seek what are the possessions that the lord wants to give me through this um i guess you can say like season because it can be a very long season or a very short season for some but really the lord gives you more spiritual rewards than which is way better than the physical ones
1: i agree honestly you guys were saying so many facts i just decided to stay quiet Mm -hmm. and and honestly with what you guys said it's it's so crazy how god how how god decides to put us in a way back from where we were right like it's just like you were saying like he wants us to to get a reward and yet our reward has always been in front of us you know what i mean for example uh, i i was i was thinking when you were saying that that God puts us in a season so we can receive, can we can achieve this reward? But yet, how do we get there? You know, that's the question, right? I, the question is, yes, I get it, Kathy. You know, we're trying to get to the reward, but how? Yeah. And it's crazy that I, I want to go back to this Elijah story that which when you started because, um, as you guys notice, the story of Elijah uh, entails everything that you guys are said For example, the reward, which I want to get to right now. For example, the whole I I I in verse First uh, Kings nineteen fourteen uh, says that Elijah said again. I've been working my heart out. Look, uh, too much work. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the only one. And it says, uh, and the God of the angel armies, because the people of Israel have abundant you coming in. So he's saying the Israel people are horrible. I'm the one that's doing everything. And it says, I am the only one left. Once again, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I. And then now they're trying to kill me. So everything is like, look at me, poor me. And mm-hmm. and honestly, now that we got the eye out, and we understand how he was that he was doing that right yeah. then it comes you which, which is the way back to to, to our to our uh, our redeemed life right our 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 redeemer's life the 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 reward that God wants and I said I like how even though after he heard Elijah said all this he ignored all that mm-hmm. he said go back the way you came mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go back to where you came from and most the time the time the place that we are coming from is church mm-hmm. is people from church people that are trying to get better like nobody here is perfect right but we're all trying our best you know we're all trying to figure out a way to get closer to god and i like how god goes go back to damascus damascus where he had victories damascus where he was winning damascus where he went what do you he say he's like no no, no, no no okay yeah you're done you got to go back now, go back through the desert. You got to go back to Damascus where you were, you were, you were, uh, you were serving, go back to where you were doing. And then what I like about he says, he says, and make, and then it says, and then go anoint Hazel and make him king over Aram. So those two things is very important because in order to get back from those suicidal thoughts and almost, um, you know, ending your life early in order to continue your way back in order to continue living the life that god wants you the first thing you need to do is go back find the city that you liked. city now we can apply into spiritual into our church into a community that we need to go and number three um work in what god has called you in yeah. because what does he say he doesn't say go and play the heart for me no go and anoint like you've been doing for years and years meaning the things that you stopped doing stop doing that Go back to what I've put you to do. And a lot of people that 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 struggle with sadness is what happens. They they stop, for example, in your case, dancing. They stop being in the lavanza. They're like, yeah, you know, I just fell out of out of, out of, uh, out of church. And what does God tell them? No, go okay. back. <laughs> go back. And I, I don't know how to say uh, ejercer, but, you know, work, work on the calling I gave you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say you're the only one. No, no, no. He mm-hmm. said, no, go back. Listen to what he says. He goes, go back. Find the city that I left you in and work the work that I gave you. And then he keeps going. And he says that he went he went to uh, anoint the Jehu, the son of Dermeshi, and everything. And I like that after he gains a little bit of, of strength, he tells him this. He says, meanwhile, I'm preserving for myself 7,000 souls. The knees that haven't bowed down to the, Baal, the God Baal, the mouths that haven't kissed this image. So meaning that he lets... He lets Elijah gets a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. gets a little bit confident, and he goes, "Oh, and by the way, you telling me, you're telling me that you're the only one that works, and you're the only one that wants to get killed. Don't worry about it. I have more people. Don't feel yeah. like you're all that." Mm-hmm. So look how God is, gets him back on his feet, gets him, and then he goes, "Okay, you know what? Maybe, yeah, he, he's right. right. Maybe, yeah. It, it, yeah. maybe, maybe it was a little, maybe it was a little tantrum. But God is so delicate, and He's so full of uh, love, and not only love, but He's so." He he, his details are honestly what matter. And his detail was go back, go back to your community, go back to your Damascus, go back to where you come from. Be doing, do do what you were called to do. And when you get a little bit strong, I'm going to tell you the real truth of what you were doing and how the things that you were feeling are not right. Because remember what I tell you guys, I always tell people that your heart is deceitful. Therefore, if your heart is trying to tell you that you're sad and you're worthless, most likely than not, you're not worthless yeah and, and I always ta- I always tell people this and I always tell this the reason why you want to take your life is because the enemy knows that there's something great coming in your life. Yeah. So the best way to do is end it now because you know that later on oh, yeah. it's, it's gonna tough. be it's gonna be a hectic tr- it's gonna be hectic trouble for, 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 for the enemy so the best thing to know is that if you' fall, if you're falling through this if you're going through this no there's better days. There's better days ahead of you just like it was for david and for elijah but okay guys we have reached our um our end of our podcast guys thank you guys very much for for joining us and i hope that if you're going through this guys please reach out to one of your pastors or one of your leaders and find uh maybe counseling spiritual counseling so he can help you through this Uh, other than that guys god bless you guys i'll see you guys next week remember every wednesday at 4 p.m god bless see you next week